I looked at my life like, man, I wish I had I had their life. But now as I'm grown, I'm like, man, I am so grateful that I didn't have anything handed to me. Like I had to work, I, I had to work for everything. Granted, half of my work life was illegal because I used to be a little thug, but either way, <laughs> my, my work ethic was there. You know, I was the only thug or gangster that you knew that would rob people and then put the money in the bank. So I wasn't, I wasn't a nice kid, but eventually I grew out of that and, you know, found Jesus and it, and it changed my life. But I won't, I wouldn't trade the hard times. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have Manuel Reyes. He was born in Germany, and he is a singer, rapper, and songwriter, best known for being the lead singer of the hip-hop group called Group One Crew. He's also known for being the husband of comedian and actress Anila Johnson, who found success in stand-up comedy. But what matters most for us is that he has a big heart and he is a big believer in the power of gratitude as well as uh, his wife is. And I'm really happy to, to have him here to talk a little bit about his experience with gratitude and also about what he's been up to in the last couple of months. Manuel, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you so much, bro. It's a pleasure being here. <laughs> Thank you for accepting my, my invitation. It's really a pleasure having you on. Um, I've actually uh, met Manny indirectly, like he has a podcast of his own and uh, he and his wife and uh, another couple talked about gratitude and the energy there was just beautiful. Like they were so grateful for each other um, as friends for each other as as a couple and they share so many beautiful insights regarding gratitude and I wanted to uh, to talk a little bit more about his experience with gratitude and I'm happy to have him here so firstly let us know what gratitude means for you personally man for me it's literally been the um it's been the catapult into a new, I would say, era of my life. Um, before I was, I struggled a lot with comparison, especially in the genre that I'm in, you know, with music, you're always looking to the left and to the right and who's doing more than you, who's selling more records than you, you know, why are you not where you think you should be? And all that chasing felt, it was really hard to keep up. Uh, and until one day I lost my voice, couldn't talk no more. I had to get surgery and I had to go vocal rest for six months. So I couldn't talk for six months. And in those six months, I had to ask myself, if you don't, if you're not able to sing again, who are you? And those first couple of months were tough because it was like, man, I, I couldn't answer the question. 
I really couldn't. And um, then after a while, I started realizing as I was, I had to stay quiet, you know, all the beautiful things in life that I did have, you know, despite me not being able to talk, I still have my health. I have my beautiful wife. I had um, good friends. You know, my parents are still alive. My brother's still alive. And I just started, I call it my hippie Jesus stage because I was like all hippied out. Like love is awesome. <laughs> Sky is blue. The grass is green. I just want to enjoy life and all of this without being able to talk. And so it changed the way I saw everything when I, when I was able to talk again. It felt bad to say this, but I just didn't care about anything else. I didn't care about any of the complexities of life that we, we tend to force ourselves into. And I just wanted to live simple. It was just love my wife, be grateful for my life, be grateful that I was able to talk again. And um, yeah, man, it just, it just changed the way I saw everything. This is quite amazing. I, I knew that you lost your voice and I thought that it was only in the sense that you weren't able to, um, to sing, but I didn't know that it was even worse than that. Yeah, I couldn't talk. The doctor told me, hey man, it's a 50-50 shot you coming back for anything like this you could not talk at all so wow. i was like wow it was it was scary but at the same time it was like i didn't really have a choice because if i kept going the way i was going i was for sure gonna have vocal problems oh my god yeah i think that's that's quite incredible and um on on the other side I don't know if you know this, but I think uh, in uh, the Eastern philosophy, there is actually um, a spiritual practice in which people choose not to talk for for a while. I think it's called Mauma, uh, mm. something like this. I remember. Yeah, something like this. Um, and it's actually something that... Um, helps people go inside more yeah you know? and uh i think it's it's quite interesting that that you had that experience and i think somehow it, it might have been actually a, a blessing a spiritual bl blessing somehow oh it was the best thing that could have happened to me because it, it it forced me to look beyond what i thought my purpose was and You know, I've always believed that music was a thing that I would do to, to inspire people, to help people. But at some point, I, I kind of lost myself in it. And I actually, I actually thought that I was blessed if I was touring, if I was selling records, if I was doing all these things. That meant that I'm, I'm blessed and I'm living a good life. But after I lost my voice, all of that seemed just like silly. You know, it just seemed so silly because how quickly it can all be taken away. And if all of a sudden I can't sing or do that anymore, all of a sudden I'm supposed to think that I'm not blessed when there's people that didn't wake up today, you know? And it's, there's people that are trying to figure out what they're going to eat, let alone what they want to do in life, you know? So it's just, it just, it just ruined me in all the best ways possible. And I'm just grateful that I'm able to keep thinking that way. Like I'm still in my little hippie phase where I just want to enjoy the little things 
make memories you know yeah that's beautiful and it's interesting how how something seemingly negative actually changed things for for the better right like yeah um, you wouldn't have expected this because i was actually thinking before our interview how would losing uh, your way of actually earning money uh, earning a, a living be for something someone else like if they if our listeners are in different fields of work it would would be something like i know this might sound harsh or so but it's like losing your hands because you won't be able to do the things that you did to to earn the money to live right yeah yeah it's intense man it puts you in a in a in a vulnerable place really quick but at the same time it increases your faith you know it's like somehow some way i knew that at the end of it i was going to be better and now it's like on the end on the other side of every hard trial that i've had has been this extreme growth that i just never could have predicted to the point where i'm almost like not joyful in my trials but kind of like excited as to what i'm going to learn you know like nobody likes to go through crap but yeah but at least when i'm going through it i'm like okay there's going to be something on the other side of this that is going to literally change my life so i'm with it let's go so that's so powerful it's yeah it's so empowering knowing that even though you're going through something right now you know that there's uh something good on the other side and mm-hmm. even even though you you don't realize it in the moment it actually is there and i think that's that's very powerful and it's a way of living actually that's that makes life more intense somehow and also more joyful because you have always have hope for the better right well it's the it's the funny thing is that how would people know what good was unless they experienced bad like you can't you can't know what light is until you experience dark you can't know what good is until you experience bad if your life has just always been good then you're not even going to know that it's good you you have nothing to compare it to but i think the the lower you go as far as bad times or the harder things may be that increases your capacity to go high like on the other side of things your joy your happiness all of it your capacity is so much higher because you've experienced the lows the deepest lows and you come out of it so now you have this capacity this this tank that you can hold joy and 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 happiness and hopefully you're doing it with what's actually joyful and what's actually true happiness not not with things but just a a sense of of being a way of thinking and so that's kind of like what i've always thought like i in order for me to really understand what what a good life is man i've had to have gone through a, a pretty bad one you know from being poor growing up to not being poor anymore from being in a in a room recording my own CDs on a tape deck it wasn't even a CD it was a tape deck <laughs> um and it took me a year just to do 15 songs not because i was writing 15 songs for a year but because i had to do it on a tape deck and if you messed up you had to start all the way over at the beginning wow. of the song 
So there was a lot of nights where I'm cussing at the at the machine. I'm throwing the mic. I'm just so upset. But from that to having a house that I bought last year just for my studio, you know, so it's it's a very very stark contrast. But in all of it, I'm like, I'm grateful. Sometimes I still feel like the little boy that's rapping on the tape deck. <laughs> Yeah, it's so beautiful, and I think the appreciation for what you have right now is is so much bigger. Knowing that you've been through all of those experiences, and for instance, I think if someone would go directly to to this level, like having a place where you can record, and not having gone through all of your experiences, for them it might be like just something normal, you know. Mm-hmm. and and for you it's i i imagine it's it's a blessing that that you enjoy every day and you you see it very differently thanks to the 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 experience of recording the way you you, you used to and yes yeah, like funny it's funny sometimes like i think when i was younger i used to think i used to envy kids who didn't have to struggle like i would envy kids who were rich and the kids who had money, who had everything. And I would try to, I would imagine, oh, I wish I had their life, you know? But I see those kids and a lot of them ended up disconnected with the world. Like they didn't end up socially healthy. They weren't, they weren't well liked because everything was handed to them. And not, I'm not saying this for all rich kids, I'm saying the ones that I knew, um, it was actually a handicap for them because they they didn't know what compassion was they didn't know what empathy was and they didn't know what it was to go without so i i looked at my life like man i wish i had i had their life but now as i'm grown i'm like man i am so grateful that i didn't have anything handed to me like i had to work i i don't work for everything granted half of my work life was illegal because i used to be a little thug but either way <laughs> my my work ethic was there you know i was the only thug or gangster that you knew that would rob people and then put the money in the bank i didn't spend <laughs> i just saved it so i wasn't i wasn't a nice kid but eventually i grew out of that and you know found jesus and it and it changed my life but i won't i wouldn't trade the hard times i i wouldn't I wouldn't at all, man. I remember times being so broke. Like I remember thinking, God, I'm never going to be able to afford anything nice. So let me just figure out how to make believe. You know, like I always wanted a BMW and I was like, man, I'm never going to be able to afford a BMW. So what if I bought a Toyota Tercel and I put ground effects on it and I hooked it up and it'll look like a BMW. <laughs> Maybe I'll even take the badge of the BMW and put it on the Toyota. These are th- things that I would have because I just, my mentality was like, man, I'm never going to have what other people have. And it was such a, it was such a bad way of thinking. It was a poor man's mentality. And as I look back to that younger kid, I'm like, man, if you only knew <laughs> where you would go and, and, and the things that you would have. And, and I don't, I don't measure success on my things. Um, a friend of mine said it best. He said, it's not what you have, it's how you got it. Wow. That makes you happy. 
So, because there's people that I know that are way richer and have bigger houses and more cars, and they're not happy, man. They're not happy at all because of how they got it. With me, my how is amazing. You know, my how is filled with struggle and faith and God and prayer and lonely times and all these hard things. So where now I have this stuff, but I don't even care about it. Like it's fun. It's fun, but I just don't think that when I lay my head down at night, it's not what I think about. I think about my wife and I'm so grateful for her. I think about my parents and how as a kid, I didn't, I don't think I loved them good enough. So I'm making up for it now. (laughs) And my nieces and nephews, you know, like I think about these things. I think about my friends and I just feel, I feel lucky. All the things I have are like way in the back, down at the bottom of the list. Yeah, but I think uh, as you mentioned in uh, in your show, one of the things that abundance, physical abundance gets us is choices. Yeah. Yes. And yes. And I think yeah. that's that's very very important to uh like I I totally resonate with that because that's that's how I feel as well. Like the fact that you can choose to have an experience, it's not that you it's just not for you that you're not able to do it, but you know, you can do it, whether you do it or not. It's, it's your choice, right? Yeah. The choice, man, that hit me like a ton of bricks, man. Cause I was in a complaining stage. I was complaining so much like of what I didn't have. And then God brought me back to Bible college when I was there and, and I was so broke, man. Like, the most expensive thing that would happen would, you know, my girlfriend would take me to Subway. And, and I don't know if you have that in Romania, but Subway yeah. is just a, a sandwich shop. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. not anything fancy. And I used to eat just eggs and rice and tuna and rice. And just, it was just, it was tough. Um, but I remember the day I graduated college and somebody invited me out to eat and they were like, you want to go to this restaurant? And it was like a chain restaurant over here. Like, Fridays or Bennigan's like they're all over the place and I literally looked at them and I was like uh, I've never been there before I don't know what you're talking about and they were baffled because at this point I'm like 25 26 and I've just never been there because I, I never had the money to go and that that day I, I realized man I I get the choice like I can I can go to this restaurant or go to that restaurant and and to realize that that was more than 90% of the world can do, I, I just felt real, I felt real dumb for the complaining that I, that I do and did. Um, it just doesn't seem right, you know? It yeah. doesn't seem right at all. So I stay, I just stay grateful because I don't want to lose it all. I feel like people who are ungrateful, they don't, they can't. They can't manifest wealth. They can't manifest long-lasting wealth. And, and what I mean by wealth is I mean physical wealth and mental wealth and healthy, like all that. It's, it's hard to manifest it when you're, when you're ungrateful because nobody wants to be around people who are ungrateful. Nobody does. That's so true. That's so true. And I've, I've seen gratitude being very useful uh, in, in the situations in which we we are hit 
and uh, life is hard, but also in the situations where where we are blessed with different things, with different people. And I think too that it's it's one of the best ways of keeping the wealth that we have, whether that's uh, relationships, appreciation, appreciating relationships, appreciation, appreciating people, um, and also things and uh, the lifestyle that we get to have and the choices that we get to make the fact that we appreciate that it keeps them close and uh, being ungrateful for for the life that we have actually gets them far from us and yeah i think that's that's a really good point but i also wanted to to ask you something you mentioned um you uh, yourself as a child and I wanted to to ask you, what would your message be for your younger self about gratitude? I think my message to the younger me would would be don't look to the left or to the right. Comparison is the killer of all creativity. You know, the, the younger me was born to be creative. He was born to be a leader. But when you look to the left and to the right and you compare yourself, um, you end up killing the creative energy that's in your heart, that's in your in your life, because you you measure yourself up to other people, and and uh, you're always going to fall short because their road is not your road. It's never going to be your road. You don't want somebody else's life. You want your life because you were equipped to handle your life, not somebody else's life. So I would tell him, be grateful for where you're at. And know that where you're at is where you're supposed to be. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Don't envy anyone. Because you don't want their life. Even if you think you do, you do not want it. Because somebody else's life, somebody else's calling, somebody else's gifts on you that don't belong there will bring you to ruins. You know, you're not, some people weren't made to handle fame or handle riches or handle this or that because it would literally crush them but they were made to handle what their life is bringing. So that's what I would tell the younger me, man. Be grateful for your position. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right. Look straight ahead and let things come to you because they will. They will if your attitude and your heart is open and it's filled with like love and appreciation and gratitude. Like it's magnetic. That type of attitude is magnetic. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And that one thing that I love about um what you are doing is that you bring these um deep values and you make them cool you know like uh for instance when when we were younger the most important like one of the most important things was to be cool and to go for the things that were considered cool yeah and i think it's it's an important thing to to make these kinds of values cool Oh yeah. And see, the thing is, is, is having the values in us with our generation now, they need to see the things they feel like, you know, all these kids follow these rappers on Instagram because they got stuff and people think stuff means something like they think you've made it when you have the stuff. So I got the stuff for all the right reasons. So if you ask me why I have what I have, 
I can give you a, a great answer. I'm not gonna, you know, I, I bought my Rolexes because I, I know the brand Rolex and, and, and I've studied it before I bought, before I ever bought anyone, I wanted to know why should I? Same thing with my car, same thing with anything expensive I have. Why should I pay this much for this item? Let me be informed, let me be understood. And I think because I have the stuff that people think will bring you joy and think if you had all this stuff, you'd be grateful. I think they're willing to listen or at least give me a chance. You know, exactly. I didn't buy it for the same reasons that, that they would probably buy it. Um, I had to learn the hard way in that because I did buy some stuff early on in my career when I started becoming successful. I bought stuff for the wrong reasons and I realized, man, this is really dumb. Like this is really dumb. The fact that in my shoe collection alone in three years, I could have paid off one of my houses if I didn't spend that on shoes. Oh my God. <laughs> That's crazy to me. You know, and, and, and what was I chasing? I don't know. Cause I don't have enough anything any events or shows to wear that many shoes or, or all these clothes, you know? So I got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to really consider what I want in my life. And for me, it's freedom. The yeah. biggest thing for me was freedom. And the only way you were going to get freedom was to be wise with what you had, wise with what you've been given and to not waste your life, your money, or your resources on things that don't mean anything. So I started selling everything. I started <laughs> selling everything in my closet. I'm t I kid you not. And I think in like six months, I made like $50,000 on eBay. Just selling all my clothes and all my shoes. And I went and I bought a house. That's what I did. I was like, oh my I'm going to buy something that's, that means something. And ever since then, I just started investing all my money. Cause I want to be a wealthy person. I want to leave. I want to be able to help people. I don't want to be able to show you how many things I have. I want to be able to help people, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's, that's amazing. Like indeed I've, I've seen it myself through my own experience and I'm seeing this with other young people that what they see, like the, the physical manifestation of success is what catches their eyes and i think it's it's the best way to to be there where their attention is and to um to instill values that are deeper yes coming from that and i think that's that's very powerful and i i love how you put it well i mean because i don't want to downplay nice things like i like nice things like no no doubt we all I, do. I, <laughs> yeah we all nice quality things you know it was just about the why, the why and the how. Why are you buying it, you know? When I bought my gold Rolex, I thought everybody was going to think I was the man. You know, like $40,000 watch, I arrived, I'm here. Man, I've had that watch for three years, and I have not had one person compliment me on that watch. Out <laughs> in not one person has said, nice watch. And I laugh because I think that's God. I think it is. Because God's like, you ain't special, bro. You ain't special. Like, you're special beyond that watch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who that person is that owns the watch, that's what's special. And more people will stop you for you than for your dumb watch. And now I don't even care about the watch. I wear it the same way 
I have three Rolexes and I, I collect watches. My last watch I bought was this watch, this watch called uh, Shinola, which is a watch made here in Detroit. It was 500 bucks. And that was the last watch I bought because I'm like, man, I don't need no Rolex to make myself look good. I'm just going to buy this nice watch, 500 bucks, which is still a lot of money. It's a good watch. It's American made. And, and I wear it just as confidently as I wear my $40,000 watch. You know, it doesn't matter to me. It's like what I have to offer, what makes me rich is what's inside of my heart. What I can give people, the knowledge, the wisdom, the compassion, the love, you know, like that's why I think I'm one of the richest people in the world. Yeah, exactly. And the art, the fact that you are able to use your creativity in a positive way and to, to inspire people, to get people to, to feel things. And I think that's, that's a blessing and that's something very beautiful that you've been able to do for this world. And I think that's, that's another important part of this. Oh yeah, I agree. So we're nearing the, the end of our time together. And I wanted to ask you, who in your life are you grateful for? Like, who are the people that have really made a difference in your life that you would like to mention? Well, man, first and foremost, I'm incredibly grateful for my parents. You know, I wish I would have, I wish I would have appreciated them sooner in life. Now I think my parents are the coolest people ever. And, um, I love that my mom stayed home to raise me and that my dad was always the loudest guy at any basketball or baseball game I was at. <laughs> like they were just for me, you know, even when I started doing music, my mom, you know, was selling my shirts and my CDs to her friends and her friends don't even speak English, but she was selling them. So, I mean, I'm just grateful for them and how they love me. And um, I'm grateful for my real friends that have stuck by me, even though I'm incredibly imperfect and can occasionally be hard to deal with. You know, I have, I have a good handful of, of best friends that have stuck by me and that have loved me unconditionally. And um, I'm grateful for my wife who, who holds me down, you know, never makes me feel less than, even though I've gone through ups and downs with my career you know, it doesn't phase her. She just sees the greatness in me and it makes me feel like, okay, I can be great, you know? And um, yeah, man, those are, I mean, I can go on and on. I'm grateful for every person that listens to my podcast or any <laughs> person that listens to your podcast, you know? People <laughs> actually will listen and, and want to hear. And I'm, I'm just grateful. Because you just never know what one person you're affecting. They could be the next Bill Gates or the next, you know, whoever. You just never know. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And I loved one thing that you mentioned very much, um, knowing that sometimes we're not easy to handle and that we have people that are there for us in spite of that. And I think um, it's, it's, it's a very beautiful perspective. And one way or another, we all have our issues our things that might not be very easy for the people around us to handle and the fact that they are still there i think it's a wonderful reason to feel grateful yeah i agree 
thank you to everyone who is still there for me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. So let us know a little bit about how our listeners can can listen to your podcast, where they can find it, how it's called. Yeah. It's on everywhere you go, you know, Stitcher, iPod, I mean, Apple, some Spotify, everywhere you can hear a podcast. And it's called Nights at the Round Table. And it's spelled N-I-G-H-T-S instead of um, K-N-I-G-H-T-S. So it's just me and my friends uh, sipping wine, breaking bread, and just talking real life, faith, love, um, all that good stuff. But it's Nights at the Round Table pod. Um, is the full name. So Nights at the Roundtable Pod is where you'll find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can look for it as well. Um, and yeah, if you want any of my music, or you can just follow me at Manuel Reyes on Instagram, and it's spelled M-A-N-W-E-L-L, like this man is doing well. And then <laughs> Reyes, R-E-Y-E. Yes, and I promote everything from there. So all the music, the podcast, and just my silly side and my beautiful wife. Awesome. That's so beautiful. Yeah, definitely uh, follow him because he has a lot to offer and he's also very entertaining and very fun. And also his podcast is very deep, insightful and, and fun as well. So, yeah. Thank you so much for being here with us and for accepting my invitation. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it, truly. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.